What's up, Biz Nation? Welcome to the show. And I'm getting sick of starting the shows talking about another loss. 0-3, the Grizzlies fall 113-106 to to the Washington Wizards on the road. Second night of a back-to-back, blah, blah. No, no. I, I don't want to hear any excuses as to why the Grizzlies lost this game. They didn't take care of the basketball. Uh, I don't care that they're missing five of their eight best. I don't care about any of this. This team on paper, even with the roster in the condition that it's in, is still a better team than the Washington Wizards, and they lost this game. Desmond Bain bounces back 10 of 20 from the field, 4 of 10 from three, 26 points, five assists, two rebounds, five turnovers. Not ideal, but bounce back game from him. Z continues to show that he is going to be a rotation player. 16 points, 10 rebounds. He got up quite a few shots tonight, Isaac. How do you feel about Z shooting 12 threes? Um, if, if, I mean, if he's going to go for 12, I mean, I'll, I'll take for 12, um, especially with the team struggling the way they were struggling. Uh, they needed somebody to to pick him up tonight, man. Z with a, a fantastic game, and he continues to show that he fits in uh, with this lineup. And I think once you, you get some guys back, you get Ja back, and he's possibly coming out of the bench, I think it just makes this team better. Uh, but that's still, what, 22 games away, man, and they got to figure out a way to – to kind of win ball games and do through these first three, they just haven't haven't figured out how to do that. Uh, just not getting stops tonight, especially in the first half. They didn't really see, seem to figure out anything defensively into that fourth quarter until they made that run. But you just look down this their lineup. I mean, coming out the bench, Corey Kispert just looked like Steph Curry in the first half. I mean, just 20, 22 points. He's go five of ten from three, eight of fourteen from the field. That dude has struggled since he came came into the league. He's a guy that. Came into the league thinking that he was going to be a knockdown shooter. Last year, at times, he he struggled, but man, they made him look good tonight. Uh, I mean, that was a big part of of why they won this game. But he had twenty two off the bench. You look at their starting lineup: twenty one for Kuzma, uh, Avdija with ten points, Gafford with ten points and eleven rebounds, uh, fourteen points for Tyus Jones, twenty seven for Jordan Poole. Does everybody in the starting lineup in double figures? And plus, you had the twenty two off the bench for Corey Kispert. If if a team does that, man, you're going to have a hard time beating them. And just too many open looks uh, in the first half. Kyle Kuzma struggled a little bit early. He really got going there in the second and third quarter. Um, he ended up with 13 rebounds. You know, he was 1 of 10 for 3, 9, 23 for the floor. Still had 21 points. Uh, he must have had a lot of free throws. How many free throws did he shoot? He only shot three, uh, and he missed one of them. Oh, yeah. So he had 21 points on nine shots, 9 of 23. Huh. But, yeah, man, it's just, just a tough night. And as you said, man, even with, with the guys that they have out, I mean, this is a game that the Grizzlies should win. I mean, you can can say second second night of the back-to-back and Washington had been off for two days and this is their home opener, but that this is the NBA, man. These are professional athletes. You got to find a way to, to win the games that you're supposed to win, especially when you're down, you're shorthanded, and wins are coming at a premium. This is one that they, they should have gotten. And, and I thought once we found out the state the team would be in, you lose a Luke Kennard, um, also Sonny Aldon being out, Thinking, okay, well, these first uh, first three games, if anything, they'll get to win against Washington, and just weren't able to do it tonight, man. Made a made a big rally late, uh, but you can't dig yourself that big of a hole, even against a, a bad basketball team like the Wizards. You get down the way they got down, man. It's hard to climb back out of it, especially when you're on the second night of a back to back. 
Yeah, let, let's actually we'll, we'll get into talking about some of the the players and more. We kind of ran over a few stats, but let's talk about Coach Jenkins and and these rotations, man. I can we even really say that we saw Lofton minutes tonight? Like he played five minutes, five five minutes, but it, it's so I. I didn't even like I wasn't even excited when he came in because I knew what it was gonna be. It was just so at a time where it didn't didn't really matter. I mean, it was just a weird lineup. I can't remember who was on the floor with him, but it, it wasn't in a situation where he was gonna have any success. So he put him in the game. Yes, we got a lot of appearance, his first appearance of the season in five minutes, but it wasn't really anything. He actually came in as soon as he came in and it deed up Jordan Poole, man. They lost the ball out of bounds. People talk about his defense, and almost every time he comes into the game, he makes a, deep, a defensive play, a couple of defensive plays. He he's not bad on as bad on defense as people say he is. He has shortcomings just because of his his size and he can't move as well. But the effort is there. The effort and IQ is there. Like it's not like he doesn't. It's like some guys just don't even. They just don't care. And like he's not. They don't even try to guard anybody. And you could especially. And I hate to say a guy of his size, but. A lot of guys in that position, they probably wouldn't even try on defense. If they had his offensive skills and at the size, they probably but but he puts in the effort and he makes plays. Uh but I mean we saw something in the preseason and like I said, that came in immediately and kind of deed up Jordan Poole in the corner and, and forced him to lose the ball out of bounds, uh forcing a turnover. So uh but yeah, man, it, it wasn't anything significant. There are other points, especially you go back to last game where he could have inserted him into the game where he could have actually been a real factor or could have made a difference on the game. And that's not, that's not what we got in those five minutes. Yeah. It just, you know, I, I've heard different, you know, whispers and, and, and stuff like that as to why, you know, we're, we're seeing it like this, you know, set a guy up for success, just set him up for success. And that is, yeah. Like it, does he have a responsibility? And I'm stumbling a little bit. I apologize. I, I just it it's tough, man, because we we know what we've seen on the film with him, the times, you know, you, you go back to the end of the season last year when he had that 40 point game. You know, we've witnessed what he can bring to the floor, and I can't wrap my mind around why you would let uh, politics like why why are you letting that dictate the results of basketball games and i'm not going to sit here and imply that oh well if they would have given you know rowdy 20 minutes tonight they would have won the art they would have given junior 20 minutes tonight they would have won this game i'm not out here pitching that all i'm saying is if you have somebody on your roster you should be putting them in a position to find success. And they haven't done that with him. There, there is never going to be a better time for him to get minutes against real competition to find out what you have than where they are at right now. And they're not playing him because of dumb stuff. Exactly. I mean, that that's, Spot on. And, and, I, and I try to tell people all the time. I have people, if I mention, say, oh, well, he does it with that 42 points, but he was doing it against nobody. When has he had an opportunity to do it against a high level of competition? They won't give it to him. 
So how do you know what he's going to do against better competition? Only thing I know is that I've seen him do things against bad competition that some of the other guys that are playing, the other young guys that are playing, have never done against bad competition. Man. So you you, you got to look at that. You just got to look at it. Have you, have you, what have you seen LaRavia and Roddy put on the kind of performances that he's put on in summer league? Like is LaRavia and Roddy ever went out in a, in a shorthanded game like uh, David, uh, like um, Ken Lawson did that last game of the season against OKC and scored 42 points? You've never seen those guys do that. I'm just saying, I mean, that that's, you have to give the guy a chance to, against high-level competition and see what he does. But if you're going on just looking backwards at baseline of, of, of production that guys have put up, where you talk about high school, college, the U, U, U19 team, um, or the summer league, just preseason, if you're looking at, the, at that as a baseline, he's done more than those guys have done. And those guys are still getting opportunities. And I, it's time and time again, people, a lot of people don't like to hear it, but it's purely politics. Those guys were drafted in the first round. They traded up to get LaRavia. They traded back in, gave up assets in Melton to get David Roddy. And those guys on guaranteed contracts, they're making more money. They they made the moves to get those guys. They want to prove that those guys are right. And also with Lofton, it's, it's a stylistic thing as well with this team because he doesn't, fit the, necessarily the way that they want to play. So they prioritize other guys. And again, and people always try to want to pit them against Sonny, and I hate it because people got to label me as a Sonny hater, and it's not that at all. Sonny has been fantastic. Like his development from where he was going back to Utah Summer League to where he is now is almost unbelievable. But the only thing I've ever said is that if they had given Lofton an opportunity and kind of pushed him the same way, Way they pushed Aldama. I think Lofton would be producing at a decent level, just like Santi is, just maybe in different ways. He doesn't do the same thing as Santi. You can't really compare them because they're completely different players. But if Lofton, because you can't, people like, oh, well, he came in and he did these and minus. You just put throwing them in random situations with bad players on the floor with no flow. Of course, he's not going to look good a lot of the time because it's just not, he's not set up for success. So you can't really say what he's going to do. And that's just what kills me about that argument. But I've gotten to the point now where I've just I've just given up on him ever being or being put in a position to really succeed with this team. I just don't think it's going to happen. And 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 I've, I said this the other night on here. I, I do believe that there is a scenario where we look up 30 games from now and he's not on his team anymore. Because I like I said, I think they're going to they're going to sign a big after this. When it's when these five games are up, got two more games, and if that player works out and that's somebody that they want to hang on to, once Jai returns, they're going to need a roster spot, and he has the easiest kind of contract to to get rid of on the roster. And plus, you you've had his dad saying stuff now, and that's getting ugly. And I think they know that there is a segment of the fan base, not necessarily that they make any moves on that, but they know there's a segment of fan base fan base that wants to kind of push him, and there's kind of some some back and forth with that. I think that they, they just rather not have any of that going on. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them move on from him, man. I, and I think it would be a mistake because I think if somebody ever gives him a real chance, he's going to show you he's a basketball player, man. He's done it on every level, man. Like why, why do you think he can't do it? Like we've seen what he can do in limited minutes on, on offensively. A guy can rebound, his playmaking is, is definitely something that people don't talk about, man. He's a high IQ basketball player. Some of those passes he makes, 
Like I, that was a pass that he made in the preseason. I can't remember who that was. Like over his shoulder, behind the back, and somebody cut into the basket. It might have been Zaire uh, for, for a dunk. I mean, that stuff like that, man, you don't see guys this size making those plays. But, man, it it, it is what it is. I, I hate the situation. It's like that. But hopefully if they do move on from, from him, he goes somewhere where somebody gives him a, a real chance, man, a real opportunity to play real minutes, man, and be able to contribute to contribute to winning. Yeah, you know, it's I'm not gonna keep hammering on that situation. You guys have heard us talk about him plenty. You know how we feel. It, it just I don't know that the the coaching staff, the front office, wherever you want to point it at, at, at this point it's the coaching staff. You know, the front office puts people on the team. And then it's up to the coaching staff to utilize those pieces. And I and I, I don't feel like they are. You know, the, the Jake LaRavia has gotten Man. off to an <laughs> awful start. And he's out there for 15. He was a negative 11 coming off the bench. Two for nine from the field, one for five from three. He had one rebound and one assist. It's just cardio, and he, man. And he's not like – John Conchar had two points, and I saw a lot of people talking about this. How you played 30 minutes and you only got two points. He was contributing in other ways. He was rebounding the basketball. He was playing defense. He was being a pest. Jake LaRavia is out here for 15 minutes firing up nine shots looking like out here, man. Get his run in for the day. (laughs) It's – I have – like historically, since I've been covering this team, I have always been uh have patience, have patience, have patience. But that's because I've seen something in these guys. Yeah. And I'm like that's how you know it's bad with Arabia. When my man's saying it's like, like I, I give just, up on him. That's how you know. I, I don't even I don't feel like he's gonna figure it out. There he is not there's nothing that he has done that makes me think that he's gonna figure it out. David Roddy, on the other hand, he had a good game tonight. Five for eight from the field, three for four from three. He had six rebounds. He played well defensively. You know, we've we've seen flashes from Roddy. And I, and I mentioned it on the last show about what he done defensively in the playoffs last year. So if you want to give him more time, you want to give him the run, I think that he has earned it. But insurance has it. <laughs> insurance, insurance. I forgot that's what you called him last night. But but yeah, man, people his the people that still defend him, they get excited. He, he hits a couple three or he hits a three or a couple shots. They're like, see, see, there he goes. I'm like, he should hit a shot. This dude, they traded up to 19 to get him. They traded two first round picks up to get him. And I guess he did make a couple shots. He should make a couple shots. Like that's nothing to get excited about you because you've never seen any consistency from him. Like the question is, and Candace asked this other night, what does he do? Because he's supposed to be a shooter, but he's never, never shown any consistency. Like you would think, okay, some other parts of his game, maybe they're not developing as fast, but he's a shooter. They brought him in as a shooter. He could knock down shots. He can't even do that. Like there was, I, I remember one moment in the game that was big. They had opportunity. They had momentum. He was wide open at the top of the key, man. Smoked it. Just wide open. They had time to think about it. I'm like, He's not a shooter. Like, when is he when is he being consistent from three? Like, I expect baseline at least that he can knock down open shots, and he hasn't even shown any consistency there. Like, I, I just don't know what in his game that's gotten any better. Like, you've seen flashes from all these guys. Like, at least with Zaire, a lot of people hadn't even given up on him after last year, but at least you had that first year of, of film 
on him doing things things well, playing in the rotation and playoffs. You had seen flashes from him. Like you've never seen any flashes from Laravia. Like and, and people will probably go back to the to the summer league this year and say you saw flashes. He was knocking down threes. Go back and look at those box scores. I've said this time and time again. There were games where he hit three or four threes in summer league, but he shot 14 to make them. He was like four or 14. He was just bombs away. I guess they just told him to go out there and shoot. Eventually, he's going to make some. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick. You'd think he, he could make four threes out of, out of, out of 14. But I, I just don't see it with him, and They keep playing him, and the reason why they do it is just back to what we said is politics. They traded up two picks to get him. They want to prove that they didn't make a mistake there. And they've hit on, on almost everything they did, man. But I, I really do think that he's a miss. And even with Roddy, even though we've seen some flashes from him, I'm still not sure that he ever becomes a viable rotation player on a really good team. Like, he's done some good things, but he's so inconsistent. And I know he's young, but I, I just worry about position. What is he? In long term, I, I'm not even sure about him, but he's definitely ahead of the pecking order for me than than Laravia. Let's go to a positive here, man. Let's talk about D Rose. We, we, you know, you gassed him up. You hit your victory lap on D Rose game two, and and I'm going to give him some flowers tonight because this offense looks better when he's on the floor. His decision making, I think, is not. Not, not even I think. I know his decision-making is not as good as what Tyus's decision-making is. But Marcus Smart is just not a point guard, man. Love, no, that, lo, lo, love what he can do offense. Our, yeah, offense I said that those are not. This team. But the, the rhythm of the offense uh, with the starters, when you're running Smart, Bain, Tillman, Jaron, and Z out there, I just don't feel like the rhythm of the offense is great. But anytime that Rose is on the floor, even when he's out there with, with trash lineups, it seems like things flow better because he's a point guard. He's directing people. He's getting people into their spots. And that's why they sign him. You know, they sign him to, you know, they, they want production out of him. I didn't expect it, but they signed him to, to, be able to play that backup point guard role. And right now, I don't know that him playing more minutes what would be a, like he, he only played 18 tonight. They've been really kind of watching his, his his minutes, I feel like. But this team, they closed that gap in the fourth quarter. They got it down to like seven points. And a lot of that was because of what Derrick Rose was doing with the ball. Yeah, I, and I think Derrick Rose's style between him and Marcus Smart, what Derrick Rose does is much, much closer emulates what you see on the floor with John Morant than, than Marcus Smart. When Marcus Smart is at the point guard, everything kind of slows down. Uh, Derrick Rose comes in and he sometimes he he turns the ball over like you saw tonight where he turned the ball over. He get sped up, but I, I think it the offense works better at that pace. Because Marcus Smart turns it more into half court basketball, and we know how much this team struggles um, in, in half court basketball. And he's just not a point guard. He can he can make plays, but he is definitely best at the two. There, there's no question about that. He had five turnovers um, in the, in the first game. Um, I don't know how many he had tonight, he had but two tonight. Well, they had two, but it, it's tonight. And I, and I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. It was weird in the first half. 
and I, I feel like this was a big part of the problem, is you saw a lot of Desmond Bain on the basketball um, in, in the first half. And with this team decimated with injuries and shorthanded the way they are, the uses that you need from Desmond Bain offensively as far as making shots, you don't need him on the basketball because it takes away from, from his game. Um, you could tell it because he was indecisive. He didn't know whether to kind of create for himself or was he trying to get others involved. And it, a lot of times he would miss layups because I think he was really indecisive and unsure of himself. And I think that was a big part of the problem because they need him to be – if he's not scoring with, with, the, with the way this team is set up right now, you're in trouble. And, and I think having him on the basketball tonight in the first half really took away from his game. He got going better in the second half once they integrated Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose more into the game. But in the first half – it, it was a lot of him, like like him running point, him bringing the ball up the floor. And for some reason, they weren't using Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose a lot in, in that role in the first half. I don't know what it was. They were just doing some weird stuff. All the lineups were weird in the first half. I don't I don't know what they were doing. It's like they were just trying. He just, Jenkins was just trying stuff in the first half. It was just weird. Everything was disjointed. Nobody seemed to be on the same page. It was a lot of iso ball. There was no ball movement whatsoever. It, it was just bad. They finally settled in into the second half and, and start getting to some better sets. And, and I think that was because of the point guard play was better. And they, they had Bain out the ball and he was able to, to move around and try to get open for shots. But it was just a weird first half, man. And they dug that hole and just couldn't get out of it. I almost got there. But in the NBA, man, even like I said, even when you're playing bad teams, you can't dig yourself that big of a hole and expect to, to come back, um, especially when you sure there was some tired legs. because so they played super hard last night. And that was kind of one of my worries that they would use so much gas last night, you're going to come back into this this game against the Washington Wizards team that is going to be a track beat when you play against them. And, and that's exactly what we saw. Got up and down, and I just think the defense wasn't there in the first half, man. They just kind of got their doors blown off. So. Yeah, so the second yeah. quarter specifically, they were outscored by 13 points, 37-24. Yeah, Kispert just that, went off. Yeah, he, he was just <laughs> unconscious, man. They – there were a few of those shots that the defense was good and he just knocked yeah. them down. And, and you're going to run into that. You're going to have guys in the NBA that are capable. You know, they get to this level. And yeah, once was a while, that too. switch is just going to flip and then they're going to go crazy. But uh, you, you can't have that big of a deficit going in at half. And then, you know, you're, you're down. What were they down? Like 15 at half, I think. What's the yeah, I think it was pull it up. something like that. I ain't even got the box up. I changed over to what I was looking at. Yeah, I, it was around 15. It doesn't matter exactly what it was. They were down too much at half to be able to to bring it back. They Again, they, they closed the gap a couple times, but it seemed like every time they would get it down into single digits, they would get down on the offensive end of the floor and just not be able to execute. Yeah, they get then, a turnover or they shoot a bad three or something. It was kind of like that in the Denver game. Um, yeah. every, every time they had – a chance to get that skill shot that could really give them momentum. They just couldn't – they could never get it. And then every time they missed, the, the, the Nuggets would make them pay for it and the Wizards would make them pay for it. Every mm -hmm. time they go down, they, they'd hit a three. Uh, it'd be a five-point turnaround. Um, yeah, they'd go down and miss a shot. Some Wizards go down and hit a three. They just couldn't – couldn't ever get over the hump. Man, I, I don't – I don't want to keep beating on tonight's game. It, it's tough to – you know, I, I, I've said that these post games are going to be a little bit shorter. We're going to kind of just focus on the game. So I don't want to run off the rails and go talking about anything crazy. Um, 
do you have anything specifically that, that you want to talk about on, on tonight's game? No, nah, man, not, not, a, not a lot to say, man. It's just they're in a, a tough spot right now, uh, being being that shorthanded. The only thing you can say is just try to continue to weather storm and get Santi and, and Luke and our back and, and just try, try to get better. Um, and there will be better days um, than this. I, I think I still think they're going to find a way to win the ball games to kind of be in position to compete when, when Ja comes back. And it's pretty much all you can you can hope for. I, I'm not getting super upset about losses. I mean, I can talk about them and break down what happened, but I kind of expect some of these things right now. Um, it's not like I'm shocked. Like, I, I did expect them to win this game tonight. Um, you just looking at that schedule, this is one that you felt like they could win, but I, I'm not I'm not jumping off the cliff. Um, there's some people that are jumping off the cliff already, and I'm just saying, man, just just be patient, man. It's going to be tough. Uh, I think they're going to pick up a, a, a big – Hopefully it's somebody that that's north of Jess, a guy that's just going to sit on the bench. I hope it's somebody that can play. Like, if you bring in a Bismack Biombo, he can help this team. I mean, he's not going to be the answer. I, I, I still think maybe in the long term they need to go out and get somebody better than that. But I definitely think in the state that they're in right now, any big with a pulse that, that you can even – that's even good enough to put on the floor, I, I think could help this team right, right now. So yeah. I expect that to happen uh, over the next week. So I think that'll help. You'll get Sonny back. You'll get Luke Kennard back. That should help your floor spacing, which opens up other things on the floor. And and, and I, I think they'll be okay, man. Just just find a way to win a few ball games, man, and, and you'll be fine. You got a, a road trip coming up um, against three. It's a road trip, a West Coast road trip, but it's three teams. You got Portland twice and Utah. You think you think that you could beat that Portland team? It's tough to beat a team twice, but the Grizzlies have done it before. Uh, I mean, it's a bad team. Yeah, I mean, it's not impossible for you to go in there and beat that team twice. Um, a super, super young team. They do have DeAndre Ayton that they brought in. But, um, I mean, there's some wonderful ball games on this schedule. And in the NBA, you never know because you saw how hard they played against the Nuggets. Everybody thought that was going to be this big blowout last night, and it wasn't. Um, and, and I kind of figured it wouldn't be. I, I figured that they would play well in that game. So you just never know. But I, I do believe this team is going to be fine. I think they'll figure it out. They got reinforcements on the way. So, man, just try to stay positive. Yeah, I mean, sky's definitely not falling, man. We're three games into the season. It's an 82-game season. You're not going to go 82-0. Like, we, we joked about that in the preseason when they won those first couple games. But, like, this team can still end up at the top of the West. This is just – it's rough. It's been bad basketball. It's been hard to be a fan through these first three games. But uh, I really feel like things are, are – I mean, honestly, where can you go? There, there's almost no place to go from here except for up. And, and I see people meddling it in, wanting to tank for a top draft pick already on October. Yeah, man, hey, we ain't nowhere near there. Man, I, I'm just we like, ain't nowhere oh, near at that point. This roster is better than that. And that, that's you know, there are there are guys out there on the free that, that are free agents that can help this team, whether they utilize that that um, injured player exception or whatever. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. I feel like, you know, they get Aldama back. They get Kennard back. And even just just Santi being back, giving them another guy with some size that's going to go out size, there and yeah. rebound, like that's going to be a boost for this team. And, you're, like, you need that right now. You need somebody that's going to give you a boost so you can cut down – the role of what what some of these guys are doing. If Aldama's healthy, 
I don't know that we see LaRavia play as much. Maybe we do. Who knows? I've, I never know about Jenkins' rotations, but, you know, Adama's a guy that can handle the basketball at his size. He can play make. He can rebound. They need all of those things. Like, check, check, check. You know, they need all of that right now. And like Isaac said, the the, the games against Portland are games that they should are – at least you would think that they would win. Portland's not healthy right now either. Uh, Anthony Simons had to have wrist surgery. He's out. Yeah, four he's going to be weeks. out four to six. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's only one. Um, you know, I, I think that maybe you would say Aiton. Eh, Jeremy Grant is still on that squad. So, you know, Aiton and Jeremy Grant and then Simons. You know, Simons is one of their better players. But uh, still, you're going to be on the road and hopefully they can figure out how to uh, win something before game 25. Starting off 0-25 is going to be brutal. Yeah, I was going to say, holler at me when they, when, when they get the end of 25 games and they're 4-21 and or something like that. Then we can start talking about something crazy like taking for a draft pick. But that even and even then, you got – it's like you're getting a free agent edition of a superstar with – you adding John Morant back to this team. And I I also think there there's going to be some kind of trade this year. I really do think that they're going to bring in another – I'm not going to say it's not going to be a, a star or anything, but I think they're going to bring in a, a semi-significant piece. I, I, that, that's my thought on this season. I do think they make a trade because I think they went into this season feeling like, okay, this we're going to push this now, and now with the, it looks like they're going to get off to a slow start. I think they're – by the time things come around, I think they're going to look at it and say, okay, man, we really want to – want to push this thing. I I got a feeling they're going to do something semi-significant, maybe at the trade deadline. We'll see see what happens. But, no, man, it's it's not time to hit the panic button, man. This team has too much talent. Even if they continue to struggle, you know you got John Morant coming back, and that's better than what any other team has coming down the pipe. So man, we, we're, we're going to be fine, man. Don't don't jump off the ledge. It's 0-3, uh, man. Just keep keep chugging along, man. They're going to find a way to win some ball games. Yeah, it's just the, the first game – I was more frustrated in the first loss of the season because there were just times that there was no effort. It really, there were things about that game that could have went completely different and it was stuff that they could control. Like you don't know when you're going to have an injury. You don't know when, you know, a guy like Aldama injuring his, his ankle in practice. You don't know when something like that's going to happen. You know, Kennard taking the elbow, getting the concussion. You can't control that, but you control what you do on the floor, the effort that you play with. And that first game, it didn't look like they were interested in rebounding the basketball at all. And now that's kind of shifted. You know, they're figuring that out. Uh, tonight, I think that the rebounding was tied at, at like 45 apiece. Yeah, yeah, 45 apiece. And, and I think Grizzlies out rebounding offensively on the offensive board. So, I mean, that I mean that's that's something that this team and that's two games in a row where they they out rebounded the Nuggets um, and tied tonight. So rebounding hasn't even that hasn't even been as big of an issue as we thought. It was bad in the first game, but these last two that hasn't really been an issue, um, and they still haven't found a way to win. So I guess that's. Not encouraging, but I guess it's encouraging in a way. At least you're not getting beat up on the boards like we expected. I mean, they tied or out rebound the game in two out of three three games. So I mean, I guess that is a positive. Just yeah. just need to turn into wins. 
I was going to ask you another question, but I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave it at that, man. I, I'm. I feel like I've been ran over by a truck, and honestly, I, just, I don't have the I don't have the gas in me to to try and stay positive, man. And I don't want it to be just yeah. a, a dump show. So yeah, that's I, I, what I'm saying, man. You got to be when you cover a team, man. You got to be objective, and you got to cover them with the, the good and the bad, man. I, I don't I don't love jumping on here after losses because I, I I hate being negative. Like I don't like to to be all negative, but. Like I said, and that's why I'm trying to be positive and saying that it's not time to jump off the ledge. I mean, it, it was bad. I mean, there's no question about it. a lot of bad stuff, a lot of bad lineups, a lot of bad coaching decisions tonight. But there will be better days, man. I'll, I'll Here just we leave go. it at that. This is how we're going to end the show tonight. We're going to end <laughs> so it. Give me something positive, man. Three, three positives. <laughs> three positives. I'll give you my three positives first, and then Isaac's going to give you his three and get us out of here. <laughs> three positives from the first three games. Zaire Williams is going to be a contributing role player on this team. He has looked very good defensively, and he's rebounding the ball well. That's somebody that they, that we as fans, and I don't believe that the team was counting on being a plus rebounder, so that's a huge addition right there. Number two, Desmond Bain is playing at an all-star level, and that gives you a third person. We all kind of knew that, that Bain had this in him. But, but he's doing it. He had 31 in the first game, struggled in game two, bounced back with 26. He's going to be fantastic all year long. And number three is, is Xavier Tillman. That, that's going to be my third positive. X, not a big game tonight against the Wizards, 8.7 rebounds. But it, it, you know that you are going to get a consistent effort from him every single night. He's going to go out there. He's going to give you everything that he's got. He got um, – he got switched on to Jamal Murray last night, knocked the ball away from him. I wasn't even worried about it. They're, they're talking about all oh, the, you know, that they're not going to like this switch. I wasn't scared. X is a fantastic <laughs> defender. So that's my three Z being a true rotation player, uh, Desmond Bain playing at all-star level and then X coming in here. And I need to give that man his money. <laughs> so before I throw it to Isaac, the show is on Twitter at Eat Those Grizzlies. I'm an NBA D Will 21. Candace is Candace H901. So Isaac, give us your three positives and then take us out of here, man. Yeah, man. We might over overlap a little bit, but I'm, I'm gonna start off with, with Derrick Rose. Um, I think I always felt when they acquired him in the summer that he had some gas left in the tank, man, and he would be able to to contribute to this team. And I think he's proven that. If his body holds up, man, he's he's going to be able to contribute to this team at the backup point guard. And I think he's shown that he fits uh, this team as far as his style of play. I, I think he does a really good job of emulating kind of what John Morant does without the, the big-time athleticism. Although you saw him get up tonight, man. He got up and got that block shot. He can still have – he has these bursts of athleticism. It isn't all gone. He can't do it on a consistent basis. He's not going to – take off and dunk on anybody, but he can still get up, man. He still has that burst. Um, so I, and I, and I, to extension of that, I think once Jock comes back and you move Marcus Smart to the two, um, and you have Derrick Rose coming out the bench, man, I think that's going to be really good. I, I, I'm, I feel really good about the guard rotation, um, on this basketball team. So shout out to D Rose, man, approving at least through three games. I know it's super early, but through three games, man, he's shown that he's going to be a contributor to this team. Um, I, I got to go with you with, with Zaire Williams. Um, they needed him to, to come into the season and, and take a step. And 
he said nobody's worked harder than him over the summer, man. And that work is shown. It's paid off, man. He's definitely been in the lab, definitely been working on his craft, uh, had his best game, one of the best games we've ever seen from him uh, tonight. Uh, he was the player of the game, actually, Valley Sports player of the game. Uh, just did a fantastic job, man. And he, as I said on the last show, man, he, he fits in. He's not looking like he's out of place with the starting lineup. Uh, so he's going to be a contributor to this team. And I think as the year goes on, he's going to get better and better. And he's even going to come off the bench uh, once John Morant returns. So I think that's going to be even better for this team and add to the depth uh, that they have on this team. And my my third thing is, is help is on the way. Uh, you got Sonny coming back. You got Luke Kennard coming back. And you got a superstar John Morant uh, coming back in, here in 22 games. So uh, those are a big addition to, to, to what we have going on right now, man. So you have – that to look forward to is not like the roster that we have right now is going to be the roster. Um, I think they're also going to add a, a big piece here over the next week. So that's another addition that you can look forward to. So this team is going to be better. So those are kind of, kind of my three, man. But yeah, man, the Monday night, uh, Dallas Mavericks going to be here back on the home floor. Uh, that's a, I want to say it's 7 PM tip, uh, but they've had some weird ones. I know they got a 6 PM and an 8 PM coming up, but I want to say that's seven. Uh, for Dallas, not, not going to be easy. Uh, Luka Doncic has been playing really well, but that's a team that doesn't have a lot of size on the inside, so maybe they can continue to try to get some stuff done in the interior, and maybe they pick up their first win of the season, man. We'll see, but you can find me on X at Isaac, double underscore NBA. We'll be back with a post game on Monday. Uh, I think it'll just be me and Candace. Uh, David has a prior commitment, uh, but we're going to rock it out for you. Uh, keep it moving here. Eat those grizzlies go over there. Give us a like and a follow. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on Monday night. We go. And that will conclude our Sports Ethos presentation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.